Welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder podcast, where we tell stories that may or may not be true. We are so grateful you landed in our corner of the podcast universe. What you're about to hear is a recording of our very first episode. And as most indie podcasts go, the sound quality in the beginning is not always the best. But rest assured, we have definitely come a long way and worked out those kinks. We surely hope that you'll enjoy our first episode anyway, and that you will definitely come check us out on another one, where you will see how our sound quality, our research, and our storytelling improves over time. Thank you again for stopping here, and now I'd like to introduce Live, Laugh, Murder podcast, episode number one, Worst Camping Trip Ever. I'm Carmen. I'm Joanna. And this is Live, Laugh, Murder. started decorating their homes with live, laugh, love decor? Oh, like at least 10 years ago. I'm guessing early 2000s. Okay. Around the time everyone was decorating their houses to look like the Olive Garden. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I currently still have a live, laugh, love picture frame in my house. I do not. Do you see it? Look around. The pictures are just you found it. Oh. <laughs> the pictures are just cute, and I never remember to buy a new picture frame, so it's there. Well, this is nothing like that. This isn't live, laugh, love. This is live, laugh, murder. Mm. Mm. Okay, so let me tell you my concept. I'm going to tell you a story. It's going to be awful, terrible, and surely have details that you're uncomfortable with. However, it may be true crime, or it may be a completely made-up plot of a horror film at least i won't tell you until the end and that's what we're here to do so my choices are true crime yes made up yes and the other one that's it two, oh just two two. choices <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay okay when was the last time you honestly watched a scary movie mm, i probably around christmas or on halloween what was it? Do you remember? It was Halloween. Oh, yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, the, the latest. Okay, what about a lifetime murder mystery? Mm, I mean, no. No, long time. Okay, yeah. so we're in a good spot. Yeah. This is good. Okay, so obviously there's going to be names and locations that okay. true horror movie and true crime buffs will be able to figure out based just on that. So if we have the listeners who pick up on that, join me as we can see if Joanna can figure it out. So I think we're ready. Ready. We're just going to jump right in and get through this together. Yeah. Okay. So I want to take you to a place. Mm -hmm. Picture it with me, if you will. So you really got to listen. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. Winter in Siberia. (laughs) Not just winter. Yeah. But winter. Siberia. Winter in the mountains of Siberia. Okay. So you're from Michigan. Yes. What can you tell me about that type of weather other than just Fucking cold. It's so cold, your teeth hurt. Your teeth hurt. Your teeth hurt. Can't have your mouth open for long. That's <laughs> random. So I looked it up, and the temperature during that time is in the day negative six degrees. Yeah, I've experienced negative degrees. It sucks. What do you think it is at night there? 
Oh, it's got to be in the low, or the, the, the negative, negative 20s, 30s. Yeah, so at night, it's like negative 25 degrees yeah. at that time in those mountains. Mm-hmm. All right, so start with a group of well-experienced hikers, skiers, okay. campers. Okay. A group of about 10 mainly college students. It's not about, it is 10. Okay. And they're excited for their winter excursion. It was planned to be a 16-day trip. And they decide to go on this hike with their guide. Okay. It's Siberia, so yeah. his name is Igor. Of course. Okay. Naturally. He was excited to take out this group of people because they were well-versed in hiking in these conditions. This was not their first time. Okay. They were young, 20s and all of that, but they knew what they were doing. And I can just picture them in their gear, sitting in a pub, warming up before heading out. I picture a fire in the background, their equipment packed up. And they've got their cameras and specifically their journals. Mm -hmm. So they are ready to go. It's a group of men and a couple of women. Mm -hmm. And one of the women, in fact, is dating Igor. Wait. Igor's the guy. Where are these college people from? They're from Russia. Somewhere over there. They're from Siberia. They're local to that area. Okay. Okay. So it took the, the group days to get to the mountain that they wanted to trek. The mountain was about 300 miles from town. So they go off. They have to take vehicles. They have to take a train. And on the way before they get to the base of the mountain, one of the 10 members of the group gets sick. Mm-hmm. Yuri, which I love that name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yuri. So he ends up actually having to stay back from the trip, which makes nine of them heading out. To never be seen alive again. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We'll see what happens with them. So after Yuri was out, they continued to their destination, which was the Ural Mountains. While traveling to the Ural Mountains, they are aware that the natives in the area called the Manzi people actually own the land. And it came known that the name of the mountain the group was traveling to translates to, don't go there. Mm. Would you go there? No. <laughs> No. At this point, I mean, I'm out. Maybe at co- maybe when I was in college, I don't know. I think you lost me at negative degrees and camp. <laughs> you lost me at camping. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, based off of all of that, I'm done. But these people were not. So the trip started out as idyllic as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. They're taking picture after picture. They're enjoying it. They're writing in their journals. And they're just having the time of their lives. Their journal entries are about the journey, the trail, and the weather. They even work together and make like a makeshift newspaper of their journey. And it's really cool. And they're just into it. I picture them. I don't know if anyone had a banjo on the trip, but I picture them around (laughs) a campfire banjo at night in their snowsuits. Probably did not happen. Clearly have never camped before. Okay, that didn't happen. There's no banjo. (laughs) But yeah, I don't care. So... Things turn a little ominous, though, because one of the articles in their makeshift newspaper is headed, we know the snowmen exist. Okay. What do you think snowmen are? Well, it's probably those people that are on the mountain area. <laughs> Just men of snow? Yeah, like the like mountain men mm-hmm. we have here. We have mountain snowmen there because it's cold. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right? It's just snow. I don't know. I picture like a Yeti or something. Probably not a Yeti. My mind goes there, though. What's the difference between a Yeti and a Sasquatch? (laughs) I have no idea. I feel like they're one and the same. Just different countries. I feel like Yeti is a a snow creature. 
The Sasquatch is just... Oh my gosh, there's a Hulu special called Sasquatch. We should watch. Okay, so freeze frame this in your mind. Nine, mainly 20-somethings, snowsuits, time of their lives, trekking up a mountain together and living it up. Mm -hmm. Then I want you to snap. Snap to a day in their journey where the weather just takes a wild turn. It's snowing, the temps, the temps. The temps are well into the negatives and they decide to say, fuck it and put a tent at the base of a mountain. So from... What I noticed and what I observed, the base of the mountain in negative degree temperatures when the weather is bad is probably not the best place to be because it's windier, it's colder, and you're just you're just in a weird spot. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Each day that they're traveling is getting harsher and harsher, and it's tougher to go on. Igor, though, their group leader, he is not about to back down. He's like, nope. We got this. We can do it. And so they keep going forward. They want to hit their mark. And at this point, they're honestly just getting exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? You just keep going or do you turn around and go home? 16 days. <clears throat> I mean, they should have known that. They should have known that. So they keep going. They're battling wind. They're battling snow. And each day, they're just exhaustedly setting up their tent. And it's just getting rough. And the tent is actually really cool because it has like a little chimney in the roof of it so they can build a little fire inside the tent. Chimney? Yeah. Chimney. Chimney. (laughs) (laughs) How do you say it? Chimney. Chimney. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's just keep going here. Okay, Chris. Let's go. So they build a little fire in the tent and I mean, I doubt that that's even enough to help them out right now. So that next morning comes, here we are, they're going day by day, and the weather is just worse. It was still snowing with a lot of wind, and Igor journals and the evening before and compares the wind to the blast of a jet engine. Mm. I mean, that's like blowing you over type wind. What day of our journey are we on right now? Mm, two days in. Probably two days in. I would say less than a week. So here they are on this particular day blast of a jet engine type wind and by 4 p.m they're just they're done they cannot go on anymore so they set up their camp again and that's the last we know so now i want you to fast forward about two to three weeks okay so we have this picture of them trekking with snow wind horrible conditions finally just exhausted setting up their tent and then black two to three weeks later all right Family and friends of the crew are wondering where the hell they are. They're supposed to have made contact by now. So this is a time before cell phones. I don't know if you picked up on that. They don't have cell phones. It's not an option. But they had already had it set and planned that they would make contact a certain way, Mm -hmm. including Yuri, who was left behind. He knew specifically when they should have been back because he was supposed to be on the trip. It was supposed to be 16 days, and this is when they, the searches begin. They're like, this is too much. We've got to go looking for them. So other college students, local authorities, and members of that local tribe, the Manzi people, are all out searching. Searching, searching, searching. They know where they were supposed to go. Yuri kind of knew where they were supposed to go. And then, boom, what do you think they find? The tent. The, the tent. raggedy tent. They found the tent. And it is still standing for the most part. However, okay, let me, let me, I've never camped, but you know the basics. When you get out of a tent, nine people in one giant ass tent, apparently, how do you get out of the tent? 
You unzip it. So they found the tent standing for the most part, and it had been completely shredded from the inside out. The walls of the tent. It's crazy. No, no zipper. No unzipping was done. Well, if you get out. They shredded. They shredded and cut and ripped their way out of the tent. These nine people. Hmm. It's weird, right? Yeah. I thought so, too. So the searchers continue to look around and notice footprints in the snow. Right? Barefoot footprints. Okay. Barefoot. Maybe socks for some people. In negative degree temperatures. Yeah, they've done some spike. And they notice that the footprints are kind of going in all different directions. And you can tell by the footprints that they're not running, scattering, like racing footprints. They're just kind of walking away. So they clawed their way out of the tent and then walked away barefoot. Would it make it 10 feet? And then, oh no, you wouldn't. Over a mile away, they find the first two bodies. These two men are found in just their underwear lying near each other, dead, under a tree. And what's even weirder is that investigating, upon investigating the area, they look up near that tree and see the branches of the tree are broken right above the bodies, and there is blood stain and traces of human skin going up the tree about 15 feet up. Okay. There are remnants of a fire nearby. They're nearly naked bodies. And as far as the men's bodies and the damage that was done, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Okay. One of them has burns on the side of his head and is very bruised. Thoughts? No thoughts. I got you. I'm still, I'm still processing. <laughs> the other man has skin ripped off of his hands and pieces of skin are found in, inside his own mouth. So they were clearly trying to climb a tree to escape something. Something, right? But the bruising and the burning. But it's... if they started a fire, maybe he fell into the fire. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm hmm so he also, the second man with skin in his mouth, also has bruises everywhere along with burns. So they're both burned. Maybe one of the guys went crazy. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there was one of the mountain, or the, the snowmen. <laughs> Not to be a... confused with fancy snowmen. But whose skin is it, though? His own skin oh, in his, his own mouth. Skin. But there's also blood stain and skin remnants on the tree going mm -hmm. up with broken branches. So it seems like they fell out of the tree. Okay. So that's two out of nine. So here we go, searching for more bodies. A little while away from them, they find three more bodies, including mm -hmm. Igor, the group mm -hmm. leader. Igor is frozen and lying face up under a thin layer of snow. He is fully dressed and has died of hypothermia. Then they find Zena. Zena was one of the women on the trip with blood around her body. But we don't know if it's her blood or not. Mm -hmm. After digging, they find, digging in the snow, they find Rustam, one of the men, who, who died the same but had a fractured skull, bruises on his knuckles, like if he was fighting. Mm -hmm. So what you said was actually a good idea. He has skin ripped off of his arms as well, and he's found lying face down in the snow, and basically with a part of his skull completely broken. So that's, that's intense. Mm -hmm. It's not the most intense, though. How many people are left? Well, you said, well, that was three, mm -hmm. so six. Okay, wait, three? No, five. 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 <laughs> we know math. <laughs> we know math. So four. <laughs> okay, so at this point, it's the end of February when the searches were happening. They notice they cannot find the other four bodies, and they are nowhere to be seen. 
they did find cameras, journals, and a really strange photo. On whose camera? I don't know. I don't know that it, I don't know. But I can tell you what the photo was. What was it? It is a photo of like a streak of white light against a black background. Almost like they were trying to get a picture of a glowing object in the sky. Okay, so just an odd photo. So why can't they find the other bodies? Maybe the other people ate them. No, they didn't eat them. Oh. What's that movie where that happens? I don't know. Oh, come on. The yeah. plane crash, and they have to eat each other to stay alive. Ew, I never thought that. Oh, okay. I don't watch that sort of stuff. <laughs> That's from when you and I were really young. Belt. No, it's, so <laughs> it's a sad movie. Okay. they. Uh, well, that's not what happened. They can't find the other four bodies because there's so much snow and ice that they have to stop the searches and wait for the land to thaw. Okay. I'm talking months. They have to wait months because there's nothing they can do. So an eerie three months go by, and here we go again, searching. Then, boom, last four bodies. They're found under like 12-ish feet of snow, and they did not die of hypothermia. So would you like to know how they died? Um, I do have a question. <clears throat> What's Why your question? were the other ones so easily found? It's a really good question. If well, the other ones were just on the, top, the surface. Mm-hmm. How far apart were the bodies mm-hmm. found? So these bodies weren't too far apart. I mean, less than a mile, less than half a mile. How did they get so far? This, well, I can tell you. Okay. They are, first of all, heavily clothed. So it makes me think that they took the clothes off of the other people's bodies. Mm-hmm. They kind of dug themselves into the ground for warmth. Yeah, like igloo style. Mm-hmm. And you can see remnants of a fire and kind of like tree branches around them. So they were trying to dig in to stay warm. And then I assume, you can assume that that's why they Mm -hmm. were hard to find because they were in like a little hole, if you will. Um, Looking at the outside of their bodies, it seems that there isn't too much damage at the first place. At first glance, I mean, some bruising, obviously. But that's just us at first glance, and shit's about to get real. Mm-hmm. They had varying injuries. So, crushed ribs. I mean, that can happen. CPR can crush your rib, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe just break a rib. Um, one had a completely crushed chest. Okay. Serious internal, internal damage. Burns on their clothes. It's like, why can't they stop burning themselves with these fires? <laughs> it's like they're not experienced. I don't understand. <clears throat> One had a deformed neck. Deformed. deformed neck. And even worse, the other woman in the group, there were two women overall. The other woman was found in this group. And she had <laughs> completely missing eyeballs. What? Gone. Gone. Okay. I'm not done. Her tongue was ripped out. What? Yeah, it was. It was. I'm sorry. Uh, Were you uncomfortable? Getting a vision. <laughs> I just watched a show where they ripped the guy's eyeballs out. What? Oh, what show? Ozark. Do you know how hard that is to rip out eyeballs? I mean, is it? I, I don't know. I have to ask Brett's dad. He's an optometrist. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find out. Oh, Her tongue is gone. And... I mean, you might think, okay, animals might have gotten to her, but they were under snow. Or maybe she knew something and the people were, if they ever got found, 
You don't have a tongue. You can't speak. Oh, so maybe she burn. saw something. Mm-hmm. So they took her eyeballs out, and they were like, "Oh, but she can also speak." Oh, I can't even think about it. Okay, they find another camera there, but they can't get anything out of it. They say yeah. there's water damage, so no idea what's on that camera. There could be pictures. I don't know. But even weirder is that their clothes, upon investigation, have traces traces of radiation on them. Okay. That's but that's Russia. That's... It, yeah, I know, right? Okay, so this is when the investigation by the Russian government begins. After all of this, they have Yuri, the left behind. I'm just going to call Yuri the left behind. The survivor who never went on the trip. They have very detailed journals because, you know, they didn't have Facebook, so what else are they going to do? They have pictures, and they have this completely awful scene of dead bodies that makes zero sense. So now I want you to tell me this is is the moment before i uh go on is this a creepy horror film about a fun ski trip gone wrong with mysterious circumstances or did this really happen see i was dead set on it being a lifetime movie just because like it some of it's just so not realistic Mm -hmm. so like because when you said this they found snow prints but there's no way the snow prints would still be there because mm, the snow point. would cover it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see that. But I, I live in a little bubble. Oh, I feel like this, this could happen. <laughs> this really could happen. Uh-huh. Anything could happen. Oh, I just... Because, I mean, you hear about people climbing Mount Everest and that never coming back. Oh, yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. There's so many dead bodies up there. At least I've heard. But, I mean, there's there. things that happen in the mountains that we don't know about. Yeah. I mean, there's what I heard. people here in, well, not in Florida, but like in Virginia, they have things called skinwalkers. Skinwalkers? I just heard about the skinwalkers. Is that in Florida? No, it's like in Virginia, oh, the mountain area. Uh, yeah. Like they only come out at night. I'm just, I'm done with the mountains. Yeah. We live in Florida, so no mountain here. <laughs> this is tough. Okay, I was going to do three, two, one, and just say it. You ready? Three, two, one. I'm a true crime. But I really want to say it's not. <laughs> All right. The answer is, this is true crime. Yeah! <laughs> really? Oh, my gosh. It really oh. happened. It really happened. Okay. But, so uh, now that you know the truth, I can give you all the details. Okay. But I, the, it was the snow prints that threw me off. Because uh, I was like, there's no way. Yeah, but there's ways that you can look up. And now when I'm going to tell you the dates that all of this occurred, you're going to realize, okay, they they started searching for them pretty fast. I mean, it was just a few days after they were supposed to return. Because I feel like there should be like a little tally. Like we, the ones I got Mental marked. tally. This is the ones I got wrong. Okay. So this is, one. this is better known. I'm going to give you all the details now. Okay. This is better known as the Dietlov Pass incident. Dietlov Pass. Because Igor's last name is Dietlov. Okay. So this is what it's called. It started in January 1959. Whoa! In Siberia. Okay. February 1st is when they started their trip and first set up camp at the bottom of Dead Mountain. Or don't. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> February 12th, so 12 days later, is when they were supposed to make contact with Yuri. And I'm thinking, how are they supposed to make contact with Yuri when they're in the mountains? It's in 1959. Well, you going to send a pigeon? I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. By February 20th, there was no notice, and that's when people started to get nervous. So 16 days plus four. 20 years. Days, right? February 26th was when they started searching. Okay. So 10 days out from when they were supposed to return. 
And I'm wondering, like, how, if they knew, like, when they died. Like, do you know, like, the, what does that call, like, a... Oh, yeah. Time of death type of yeah. thing. Yeah. So it is, you can tell who died first and who died last. Okay. February 26th is when the searches began and they had helicopters, military, friends, and the local Mandu tribe searching. Everyone went out searching for them that they could get. And it was May of 1959 when the last four members of the group were found Dang. when they had to go back. Yeah. They had to wait a long time. So this case is currently unsolved. Oh. I know. There are zero answers. Zero answers. But there's plenty of theories. Okay, let's hear one. So there are there are about 75 known theories about what could have happened, but okay. I'm going to share less than 10. Like, what's the most common one? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share. Okay. I'm going to tell you them. Well, I'm giving you less than 10. Before, you, oh, I guess you already know. What? Because I want to know what, like, what your theory is, but I guess we'll... Yeah, I, I have... You're going to... I think by the end of this list, I have seven theories I'm going to share. Okay. I think by the end, you and I are going to think the same thing. Okay. Okay. Theory number one, the Manzi people followed and attacked them. Yeah. And uh, it's probably my least favorite theory. Because yeah. they're known from my research as not a violent group, and they were out helping to search. And this group, Diet Labs group, was not the only people that have gone hiking there. Many people have hiked there. But maybe the, maybe the, this group of college kids disrespected them. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But they're, I mean, 1959. I don't I, know. Who knows, right? I mean, they weren't even a glimmer yet. Um, that one's my least favorite, though. Okay, theory number two, an avalanche. No. Right? No. Because of the tent. Yeah. The tent was good standing. And the fact that they, like you said, that they clearly were able to survive. And I feel like the people mm-hmm. who were found first, the closest to the tent, mm-hmm. would have been under more snow. Yeah, exactly. That's actually my next note is would the first five hikers have been found so easily if there was an avalanche? Because they were found. Because if they're at the base of the barely, mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would be next. donezo. All right. Theory number three, they killed each other. Mm. I don't know. Hmm. How do you feel about that one? So it is noted that some of them had argued the night before, which would explain the right. broken noses, oh, the bro- okay. bruised knuckles. And you could argue that they some of them got in a fight. Hypothermia began to set in. Mm-hmm. Hypothermia can cause panic, and you're tired. You're exhausted. They okay. had major. This is the problem. They had major internal injuries. A crushed chest. But that's really. I mean, those Siberia people <laughs> built different. <laughs> <laughs> but could you crush? That's like a car crash. They're big people. But that's I don't know. A crushed chest. multiple hits. I don't know. Well, who's ripping out eyes? And who's, tongue? but then why do you have your own skin in your mouth? Like, you're proving a point? Like, <sighs> biting your own arm. Maybe you were pissed. People mm-hmm. go crazy. Theory number four okay. the Yeti. Yeah, see, but what is a Yeti? What is a Sasquatch? I'm going to Google that. What's the difference? What's the plural form of moose? Okay, moose. we're not having, no, it's me. No, it's not. <laughs> Can I just say, a time with no cell phones would be glorious. I did it in Wyoming for 10 days, and it was... But now, you did that recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, oh, I mean, well... I mean, it was just a different time. Look, you're on a trip, you go camping, and a few days go by, and I'm like, meh, they, they might come, they might not. And then, like, two, like 10 days go by, and you're like, okay. I feel like with no cell phones, like, as an adult in the 90s, that would have been great. I mean, I didn't have a cell phone until I was in high school or college. Picture, we're in our 30s, so picture us now. 
great. You leave the house, leave a little voicemail on your answering machine. Hey, off camping. I'll get you when I get you. I don't know. All right, theory number five, aliens. No. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, 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 no. Hold up, hold up. It was reported that many strange lights were seen in the sky around this time. But we're... I mean, Northern Lights? Is that just a, in This is not United Northern States? Lights territory. No. Okay, remember the photo found? Yes, but that could have been... Streak of light, black background. That could have been anything. Local military and local students reported seeing glowing orbs in the sky. Nah. No? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Number six. Another theory. The insane winds forced them to escape the tent the way that they did and set up a new camp. That's a theory. That the winds were so intense that they were like freaked the fuck out. Mm, I could see that one. Because if you're out there. But this doesn't explain the first two dudes climbing up the tree. And it's insane. I can't get away from the eyeballs. That's weird. It's weird, right? It's weird. It's weird. All right. Last theory. And this one, after this one, you tell me your favorite theory, okay? Russian military testing. So it is theorized that they may have been an that there may have been an experiment in the area that they just weren't aware of and kind of stumbled upon, like accidentally. And there could have been classified types of weapon testing nearby. And I'm gonna say could have been, we don't know, because you know, hello. And there was radiation found on some of their clothes. Yeah. And they could have just accidentally been in a classified area, dying horrific, horrific deaths. But their guide should have known. How though? 1959. I'm really not giving a lot of credit to 1959. Mm. All right. Okay. I don't know much about military testing, but I did talk to Brett about it because he was in the military when he was young. And what did he say? He and I were going back and forth about this kind of 1950s military testing shit that went down. And one that is theorized that Brett was really on board with is high-frequency infrasound weapons testing, which is kind of like, I mean, just think about it, high-frequency infrasound weapons testing, which could cause you to freak out Mm -hmm. because that gets in your head. And it can cause, from my research, it can cause panic. It can cause you to become disoriented. It can cause you to feel paranoid. I mean, this could have caused them to hallucinate and freak out on each other. I mean, you're selling me on number seven. I know. Because it makes the most sense. Because the Yeti, I mean, but the Yeti could just be a person who lives out there by themselves. But, like, one person can do that to nine people. It's not a Yeti. A Yeti is not human. That would get concerned. I don't know. A Yeti, I picture a Yeti with white fur on his body and, like, a blue mustache. (laughs) (laughs) That's like from Frosty the Snowman. (laughs) Exactly, that's what I picture. But like lurking and about seven feet tall, like Shaq. See, I, I feel like those people who think that like Yetis exist are just people that are crazy and are dressed up, mm. and they're and they just so they're faking they're out. Mountain men who are inbred. Oh, ooh, ooh! That reminds me of ooh of an American Horror Stories, the anthology of one of their um one of their episodes about. Nothing to do with mountain men, but they were in bread and it got weird. Okay, I'm going to give you the names of the names, ages, and cause of death of the victims because I do want to honor them. 
And out of respect, I'm going to give you their names. So okay. bear with me. They are Russian names. I'm going to try my best. Okay. okay. Well, this kind of helped me decide which <clears throat> theory. I, 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 I don't know. Seven. I like number seven. I don't know. Um, I, well, back to the theories before I give their names. We don't know what happened. And the Russian government actually closed the mountain for three years oh. after this happened. And a few weeks after the last bodies were found, the case was closed and the deaths were determined to be natural. So I don't know about you, but nothing about that seems natural. No. 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 And in 2019, the Russian government actually reopened the case, but would only investigate three possible theories. Of those seven that I gave you, one of them was one of the ones they investigated, Avalanche. So they investigated Avalanche. Okay. A snow slab. What's that? How is that different from an avalanche? The whole thing just... I, I don't... I It's just... It's similar, but different. And then a hurricane. <laughs> Your face right now. A hurricane? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my whole entire life, and I've heard a lot of stupid things. I mean, the mountain was 500 miles from water. Yeah. Or stupid. Yeah. So that's what they... Uh, they well, obviously, they're not going to do the government one or the number seven Obviously. because they're not, they don't, I mean, it's Russia. Yeah. Okay. They don't want to put their self, themselves out there. Okay. So here are the nine people that unfortunately lost their lives. No matter the circumstances, they had horrible deaths. So we owe them respect. So here we go. Igor Dyatlov was 23 years old and mm-hmm. died of hypothermia. Okay. Yuri Durashenko, not the Yuri that was left behind. Another Yuri, 21 years old and died of hypothermia. Ludmila Dubinia, Dubinina, sorry, was 20 years old and she died of internal bleeding and severe chest trauma. And forgive me again with the names. Georgie, also called Yuri, Krivinshenko was 23 years old and died of hypothermia. Alexander Kolevatov was 24 years old and died of hypothermia. Oh my gosh, what a shocker. Zenaida Kalmagrova, Kalmagrova was 22 years old and died of hypothermia. Yes, ma'am. Rustam Slobodin, he was 23 years old and died of hypothermia as well. Nikolai Vladimirovich, I'm saying it wrong, Vladimirovich, and that's part of his name, was 23 years old and he died of a fatal skull injury. Okay. Semyon Zola. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Zolotaryov. Uh, hold on. Semyon Zolotaryov. He was 38 and actually joined the group last minute. He was much older than them. How old? He was 38. Oh, you said 38. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the one that died of severe chest trauma. Um, and you know, bones I, are brittle at 38. I, <laughs> I should know. <laughs> <laughs> Takes one to know one. And, uh, it's weird. There is some weirdness, and there are some theories about him, about Semyon, and forgive me again if I'm saying his name wrong, because he was so much older than the group. He joined last minute. Could he have known some military people in the area? Could he have been in on some type of military sneak thing with these people? That That's a whole other theory that I didn't even get into. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And then Yuri Yudin is the one who left the expedition early and lived to be... 75 years old. Live to tell the tale. So he must have just he must have just recently died. I don't know. Do you want to do that math? How old was he when he 1959? Similar to their ages. 
That's so Tony-ish. He was born in... He, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. yeah, he lived a long life. But he was really involved in the investigation and gave a lot of interviews. And from what I found out, he was one of the believers of the military testing gone wrong. I wonder if he was ever a suspect because he was left behind. No, there's no... Uh, no, no. Now he would I debunk be. you. I feel like he would have been now because, oh, you just conveniently got sick and you're the only one that's I know. alive. I know. See, if this was the Lifetime movie, that's what would have happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I told you everything I have to tell you. And that's that's where I leave you. Do you want to know how many times you cussed? <laughs> Take a guess. Four. Six. Six. Oh, no. <laughs> Does 18 double have to oh, count? I counted it. All right. Well, that's where I leave you. And remember to live, laugh, and never murder. murder. (laughs) Eat a moon pie. Eat a moon pie. I don't like moon pies. But you can find us on Instagram at Live Laugh Murder Podcast. Search. Find us. Do it. Follow. You won't regret it. Okay, bye. Joanna said bye. Bye.